and friend that I've actually met relatively recently, but felt like I've known her for years. And she is so amazing. I, you know, it was interesting. I met her kind of in a coaching session, but it was all kind of prophetic. And I felt like I need to champion this woman because she's got a story um, and a journey that needs to be heard. And that will actually help you. Um, you can tell she's absolutely gorgeous. Yay. Um, and, um, but, but the gorgeousness on the inside is even greater. Um, and she has an incredible testimony. Her name is Jill Barker. Get to know her. Hello. <laughs> hi, hi, Jill. <laughs> and then I'm going to read her a little, a little bio. Um, so Jill has an amazing testimony and she does of an intimate journey with Jesus walking out of religious Mormon uh, bondage to Mormonism into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ, weathering a husband's death from brain cancer and, uh, and handling children with serious, serious drug addictions. There's a whole lot more in there, but that's just a few highlights. Um, and the beauty is that Jill flows from one divine appointment to the other. It's so amazing. She literally shifts atmospheres where she goes, uh, and you're just, you just want to get to know her. So welcome, Jill. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine. Thank Toon. you. Thank you. Yay. I'm Yay. happy to be here. This has just been, it just fell into my lap. So it did. It's I'm such a bad Jesus. thing. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Jill, you, you know, we were kind of talking before and we'd kind of talked, uh, before that, but I understand, um, in your story, you, you, you were, you were brought up in a, a Mormon community, um, yes. and got married very early. So tell us about that and sort of the journey that you've had, because it's, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous testimony. So, yes, um, I was very, um, blessed from the get go. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to be raised with very, very loving parents. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, basically two sets. Um, my parents divorced when I was four. So I had the best of both worlds. And I am fortunate because a lot of some p- other people aren't raised with that support and love. Mm-hmm. And I just thank God that I had that from the get-go. <laughs> I thank um, God for that. So I basically was raised, um, I was more a Mormon, raised in the Mormon uh, religion. And good people. Um, I was raised with a lot of love, um, with the know-abouts of Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, just in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I ended up, um, well, <laughs> I ended up marrying my high school sweetheart, which I'll jump to that real quick. And, um, I I've been, uh, grew up five houses from him and knew him since I was nine. So just, um, really good. He was just all around good guy. Um, so we got married. I happened to be pregnant. Um, I was offered a lot of love and support and we got married. Um, I actually was 15. Wow. <laughs> and yes. And then I turned 16 a month after, which was quite shocking. I look back mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, God, you seriously had your hand on me because. 
he just blows me away. <laughs> but I, I just was, uh, I grew up with like, um, I don't know. I was just a great babysitter, loved children. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I felt like, I don't feel like I'm not encouraging people to get married young. And <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm just sharing what I want. Right. Well, exactly. And how God was with me every step of the way. So yes. I married my high school sweetheart. Um, I had my, our first baby <laughs> when I was 16. Uh-huh. I continued through school. Um, I was working as a nanny and my husband was decided to, let's see, he joined the Air Force. Mm-hmm. He had already graduated from high school. <clears throat> so we, you know, of course, we're in a predicament. We're like, okay, we got to figure this out. And right. he was very responsible and very loved me and our baby. Yeah. So, yeah. So we ended up, um, gosh, we moved away because mm-hmm. uh, he joined the Air Force full time, active duty. So I moved away from home I, um, in from Utah when I was uh 17 summer uh, yeah I was 17 and off we went and we basically were far away from home and it was a whole new world and believe it or not I actually took the challenge and I really embraced it I loved my husband I loved my little baby boy with all my heart um yes we do don't we that's okay. Yeah. I can get that way if I talk about mine too. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just, uh, I thank God from the get go that He put in such a love for my babies. Because being so young, I look back and I'm just like, it was That's just amazing. That is supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I basically, um, so here we are away from home. My husband's gone a lot. He's Air Force. I'm home a lot with my little one and um just dreading these really cold winters, 75 below zero, right. having to shovel my truck out from windchill or just, you know, eight foot snow drifts. And, you know, I had to go get my baby's diapers. And, right. You <laughs> got to shovel out. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was some tough stuff and I embraced it and I did it and gosh, paid all the bills and I'm just blown away by my young little self. <laughs> Right, like rock on. <laughs> yes, I'm like wow. And yeah. um, and so moving on here, I thinking back. So we were we were involved, um, me and my husband, um, in you know in the Mormon Church, and we were teaching, um, the twelve year olds, which I love that age group, right? Me and my husband right. both. And I was realizing that I was doing all the you know, studying, getting lessons prepared for Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't believing Ooh. what I was reading. And it was quite a battle because yeah. I had to go. I'm supposed to be teaching this, but I don't believe what I'm supposed to be teaching. Yes. And it wow. came out of like nowhere. Mm. And it came out it of somewhere, hard. but it, we know where it yes, came from. We know where it came but, from. Right. But it was like, yes. whoa, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't like this uncomfortable feeling. And and the other thing I didn't like was here I am in front of these little 12 year olds, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm teaching this stuff and I'm not believing it. Mm-hmm. And I felt very wrong mm-hmm. and I was just very uncomfortable with it because I was not being genuine <sighs> to anyone, myself or them. So I'm realizing this and I decided after a while, um, well, basically I, long story short, I ran out of gas out on the interstate with both. I had my other little baby. So I had two babies by the time I was 18. Mm -hmm. 
and my two little boys and they were just the light of my life and they yes. still are. Yes. And yes. I just love them um, so much. But I ran out of gas. I said a simple prayer and I had a car show up right away. And I couldn't believe this. I'm out in the country, like about 10 miles out. Right. right. And so some I, serious, immediate answer to prayer, right? Very. It was a very instant. And um, I ended up writing. I could see the guy's license plate. Number. I wrote the number down on a paper. I'm just protecting. All the doors are locked. And I wrote the window down. He approached my car. And he asked me if he could help. I told him I needed gas. And he is story did not make sense of where he, who he was and where he came from. He comes back with fuel, puts it in my car. I went to give him a $5 bill through the window because I was not getting out of my car sure. to this little tiny little, <laughs> and he wouldn't take it. Oh, And he, he told me, he said, um, just promise that you will always help those in need. Oh, wow. and I was just like, Wow. It just, I felt like it was a, I never had anything like that happen to me. Uh -huh. So it felt like a divine and like it was a divine Could have been an angel, angel possibly. Absolutely. My angel unawares. Yes. And I was so touched very deeply by that. Yes. And so the very next day I went to a Christian bookstore <clears throat> and I walked in. I said, hi. I said, I'm Mormon. I told them my name and I need Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> I love that. And I said, can you tell me how I get Jesus? Oh. And, and the reason being is my mom, my mom had left the church mm -hmm. and my aunt, and they had been telling me that God is real, that Jesus is real, wow. and you can have a true, authentic relationship. Wow. It's not a religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus. And they've been telling me this, this kind of dripping on me this, you know, over the last probably a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready. I need Jesus. I know this. So I went in there. They guided me to a church. <clears throat> I went to this church they sent me to. I walked in. I was bold. I was that hungry for wow. the truth. Mm-hmm. I was so hungry. And, and usually when people find God, I feel like it's like they're coming out of like a catastrophe or, mm -hmm. but I just, I had this hunger that God had placed in me mm -hmm. and it would not go away. Yeah, Anything amazing. I did. And then the truth started, the truth that I was brought up to believe in was not satisfying that hunger. Mm, you're like, there's, and, a, there's a disconnect. What's going on? A, yes. Yes. Very much so. So I went into the church and I asked the janitor, where's your pastor's office? <laughs> and I went right down the hall and I introduced myself to the assistant pastor and the pastor. And I look back now and I'm a 19 year old girl and I said, Hey, I told them who I was. I need Jesus. How they sent me right down and they walked me through the sinner's prayer. They told me it's a personal relationship. They gave me a Bible and I just, I was water baptized and just off soon after that. Yeah, yeah, and so it was pretty. Um, and instantly <clears throat> I had a, I don't know if all people feel this, but for me, <clears throat> Um, I felt an instant presence <clears throat> of the Lord. 
Yeah. It was very, um, like, Palpable. I guess, tangible. Yes. Yeah. And, but I knew what I was doing was going to cause a disruption, um, a separation oh. in, you know, because me and my husband are no more mm. equally yoked. Yes. Women yes. And my family. And, but I heard God speak to me, the Holy Spirit. I really did. I heard him tell me that my children would know him. Nice. And that was all I needed. And it was so profound. And I I knew God had me. I never felt what I had felt before. Isn't that beautiful? So I had to go home and tell my husband. And I knew that the way I delivered it to him, it was like the Holy Spirit was preparing me Mm -hmm. already Mm -hmm. on how to bring this up to him and, and the words yes. to say to him. Yes. Cause he's, he's entrenched. I understand you said that his, um, the Bishop was a relative, uh, of yeah. his, I mean, yeah, so, you guys were in deep in the yes, Mormon, uh, church. Were. And so this is not a, a little bit, Oh, let's go to a different building yeah. on Sunday mornings. This was a big deal. <laughs> this is a huge big deal. And this yes. is, I, didn't, I was generational, you know, mm-hmm. Mormon and all my family and, I mean, everybody I knew mm-hmm. and like I said, good people, yeah. just, it was not driving with my spirit anymore. Right. Your spirit was like, and, mm, and it was anger. I was upset because it was, um, I was getting uncomfortable because yeah. I knew what I was going to walk through. Mm-hmm. I knew it was not going to be easy. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't sit back and just say, oh, I'll just do this right. because I have to be true to me right? and, or I'm not going to be happy. Well, of course I would not be happy. So, so I had to tell my husband and I told him mm-hmm. and instantly, which I was shocked. Mm-hmm. He instantly told me he wanted to divorce me. Wow. And wow, it was 19. This is like was, 19, two kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want to divorce from home because you're yeah, away from home. And I want to divorce because now you're no longer a Mormon. I can't be married yeah. to you. Wow. And, okay. And it shocked me because. It's really interesting because I knew, mm-hmm. I knew this wasn't him. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a battle there. Yeah. It was like God had already put everything in me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so discerning and I just, he prepared me for it mm-hmm. and gave me the understanding. Yes. Um. So I, but it did surprise me. Right. But, so, but I did hit the floor, like oh. the wind just and I just started crying and saying, no, please don't. Mm-hmm. I said, I love you. I know you love me. And he did love me. Yes. He just had that pressure <clears throat> right. of, in his mind of well, family. I mean, legalism, oh, my God, it's a brutal spirit of religion is brutal. It's brutal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I walked mm-hmm. it. Right. You were so correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so basically, long story short, I... He decided not to divorce me, which I'm grateful because I truly loved him. Right. And he and really I loved he, you. He loved me. And, and love is and a big he, thing. It is. It holds it you is together. Big thing. It is. I even yes. told him, I said, listen, I said, Scott, I, if you want to be Mormon, it's okay. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you because God loves me. God loves you. He wants us together. And I don't want to be divorced mm-hmm. sure. with babies <clears throat> and I respect you. And, and I wanted that in return. Right. Right. So, but so a few, a few weeks later, 
the bishop, <laughs> which <clears throat> I loved very much, and his wife, and um, they were my husband's cousin. And so we happened to be close with them, and they were great, good people. Mm-hmm. Just um, he happened to want to come over and talk to me and kind of ask me what's going on, which is, mm-hmm. I understand, you know? Right. Um, right. Like, rightly oh, so. This is a big deal. We lost a member yeah. of our flock. Huge They're big not deal. One, one of the 144,000 or whatever that are saved. So we're yes. in trouble now. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I seriously was like, Oh my goodness. But I can't, I have to tell you, I was very nervous and very scared. Well, of course, it's because, really intimidating. This is your 19. I mean, even with the maturity that you have, it, that would be intimidating to anybody. I was so intimidated. Mm-hmm. In fact, the night before, this is interesting because, so I opened up my Bible and this happened to be my Bible that was given to me and my husband mm-hmm. when we got married from our bishop. Okay. So it was a King James Bible because right. they, be- they had the King James Bible, mm-hmm. but they believe in also like other books. You know, yeah, they've got them. extra biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that night before I sat on my kitchen, I sat at the kitchen table and I took my little yellow highlighter mm-hmm. and I said, God, I said, please show me, give me something. Right. Because I am, I don't know what to do tomorrow when they come and ask. Right. And other than to be honest, but I would like something. Right. And as I'm sitting there, I'm going through the Bible and <clears throat> the, the Bible verse that came out. And I wish I could remember it. Um, it was about um, Jesus and the husband and the husband lost his wife. And right. yeah. And are you married, being married in heaven? Right. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and like, um, Jesus asked, and he, and you know, the other side, the man, the husband asked Jesus, right? And Je- is there marriage given in heaven? Who will my wife be married to? Right. And Jesus says, "There's no marriage given in heaven. You become mm-hmm. like the angels, mm-hmm. or as the angels." Right. And that hit me, and I took the yellow highlighter, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, Lord, you are speaking to me directly. I matter. You see me." And yeah, isn't that beautiful? I just knew that. um I knew that he saw me. I, I knew he was with me. And he just kept giving me little things like this. Mm-hmm. So so the next day, the bishop comes over and he brought, I want to say, two to three other men with him. Great. So this is really like, like, whoa, a lot of intimidation. We got four against so. one. Okay. Yes. And yes. I'm only like five foot three. Right. You're maybe in a, and a half. You're petite. Like if you stretch, you can get the half yes, in there. And, this, and these guys, this bishop, he's over six foot. And yeah. he's got, but he's a, he's a, he didn't come to like, I don't know if he had bad intention. I don't know. I don't know if he just come to hear truth. I don't know. I do know that, um, when I spoke to, um, I mean, cause he did, he wasn't bad to me or me or mm-hmm. in any way, but he comes and I felt, I, I looking, I felt a little uncomfortable because my husband wasn't there. Right. And I'm by myself. Right. And you've got and four I, guys there or whatever, and they're yeah. tall and you're five, three and a half. Yes. <laughs> and you're happy yeah. to be being called into it on the carpet at 19 yes. as to why you left the church. Yes. Right. Yeah. It was very intimidating. Like, mm-hmm. I, but God, he gave me this boldness and this peace that flooded over me. And the bishop asked me, he says, I want to know. Um, he came to apologize, which was so, 
so like heartfelt. It was very heartfelt. Right. And he wanted to apologize that if somebody had hurt my feelings (laughs) and that if he could help out with that, whoever. Right. And I thought that was very heartfelt. And I said, you know, it was sweet. They just couldn't understand why you'd leave, leave the flock on theological grounds because the Lord is leading you. Yes. And you had like, this is not jiving with what I'm feeling inside. So some, clearly someone must have offended you. (laughs) Oh, that's what they thought. uh And when I said to them, I said, no, I said, no, no one has offended me. In fact, I said, no one has hurt my feelings. And if they did, oh, and I said, by the way, I said, I actually, you guys are all good. I miss you all. Yeah. No one. I actually love you all. I miss you. You're all, you're good. I just, nobody's hurt my feelings, but if they did, I could forgive them. Right. Right. And so I said to him and I opened, I had it right there, my Bible. And I said, right here in the the Bible that I was given to by my bishop, Ms. Scott Moore Mary, I said, right here, it says there's no marriage given in heaven. Mm-hmm. And he looked and I said, this is why I left. I said, I have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I believe in only the Bible. Because when you start adding things to the Bible, because mm-hmm. it says, do not add away and add to my, the book, mm-hmm. that becomes cultish. Mm-hmm. Because... We have the Bible to guide us. You can't just come along and add other books and this is the way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, God stands on his word and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you, you take him at his word mm-hmm. and that's how it is. So mm-hmm. I basically showed him that and, um, yeah, <laughs> he just said, okay. And I said, um, I asked him, I said, I need you to excommunicate me. And I said, he looked at me and I said, yep. I said, I know. And he had me, he was good. He had me write it out, my name and the date. And I had to ask, you know, to be excommunicated. I signed it. And that was it. Because I, I didn't want them following me every, every, right. every right. base we moved to. And so um, basically it was done and over and that was it. So, wow. and it Boldness. was a struggle. What's that? Boldness, right? Boldness. Yes. God, like. He like took the fear off mm-hmm. of me instantly yeah. and he filled me up with this boldness and knowing. And I think some of my family, they were just shocked. They thought, they thought my mom had brainwashed me. Right. Well, she kind of had. Dad, <laughs> she washed your brain of all the, this int- religious int- bondage into, yes, so that int- you're free to pursue this relationship on the inside that you have with God. Yes. Yeah. But the, the thing was though, is they couldn't, they didn't think that I, I could figure it out on my own. Right. And they, they didn't think that I had the, within me to, mm-hmm. to, to study. Right. I was young. Right. You were young. And you were a woman. And I don't mean to be a jerk, but I, was, I mean, that can be a thing yes, for a lot exactly. of people. Right. Exactly. Um, and wow, God loves his daughters, loves his sons, and is on the inside leading us and guiding us into all truth. Yeah. That's beautiful. Amen. Mm-hmm. He is just, he blows me away because mm-hmm. I, I look back and I'm just like, I cannot believe what I've walked through. Right. So go on, go on with that. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll just kind of um, move up a few years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so we are at a different base and, um, we're going to go to, okay. So we're going to the summer of, gosh, the summer of 2002. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my husband, we're at a different air force base 
and um, my husband's out mowing the lawn. And I'm making the bed on my side, his side, my side, and I get to my side. And I hear, I hear, I've never heard this before in my life. It was an audible. I heard God call me by name. Okay. Yeah. And he said to be strong for Scott. Wow. And I heard it over and over. Right. And it it like put a lump in my throat. Mm. It was very... It like shook me mm-hmm. to the core because mm-hmm. I never had anything like this happen. Right. And I called actually two or three of my girlfriends who knew, who know Jesus, who would understand and right. not think you're crazy. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. We all need those friends, right? Yes. So, no, you're not I crazy. <laughs> yes. And I'm so grateful that I shared that with them. Right. Because what happens later <clears throat> just shows what a big God Yes. We have because yes. he, so I hear this, right? And they're asking me, they're telling me, it's probably because God's preparing you for the next PCS. You have to move. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to work and he's mm-hmm. going to work. So it's, it's in the fall time now. Right. And I'm at work and I keep hearing, go home and be with your family. Mm. Go home and be with your family over and over. Mm. And I was, I was talking to my girlfriends at work and I said, I feel like God is I need to be home and be with my family. <laughs> yeah. It was, he's just very clear with me. Right. Yay. And I'm like, okay. And so finally I told my husband this, mm-hmm. he said, you know, let's just keep working. We're going to get things paid off. A couple of things paid off before with PCS uh-huh. in the springtime. I said, okay, it got so bad that this is around Thanksgiving. Okay. Right. And I'm working in a retail department store Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it no more Mm -hmm. it was I had to go it was like I'm I've got to (laughs) go so (laughs) I walked into my I walked into my manager's office and I told him and he happened to be a Christian Mm -hmm. and he understood everything I said right and he said to me you need to go (laughs) yes he did he honored it and he told me he said we we all really like you and you're welcome to come back. Wow. When it's time to come back. Right. So I not only have, I he just, the whole piece around me. Exactly. To go home. So I get home. This is around Thanksgiving time. Then first, so first of December starts, right? Mm-hmm. My husband is during Iraq, Iraqi freedom. Mm-hmm. He was logistics officer yeah. in charge of um, everything going on. With you know all the logistics stuff with the Iraqi war, no mm-hmm. Iraq war. However you say that, both of them. So he is just coming home, mm-hmm. and he's coming home every day with migraine headaches. Wow! And this is not. I mean, he's he like, he's headaches. wrong here. Yeah, very wrong. Like mm-hmm. like I just couldn't even understand. It was mm-hmm. bad. He was dizzy wanted to throw up. Mm -hmm. And so he was seeing a doctor on base Mm -hmm. and um, the doctor, they were trying to treat him with beta blockers, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to get to see if it would help. Mm -hmm. Right. Nothing is helping now this. So this is December. So in December, mid, whenever December, I said to him, and I'm not putting anything together. I said, honey, I said, I feel like you need to go get an MRI. I said, you never know. You could have a brain tumor. You could. 
And I said, it could be cancer. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And I said, you've never felt like this. Mm-hmm. This and is not normal. Not yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he went, he went, got that done, <clears throat> you know, and the air force tells you no news is good news all the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh geez. So finally I'm like, okay, we're not hearing anything. That's good. All right. Well, he's got a headache. They're not going away. He's just sick trying to go to work. They're letting him come home and stay home. Finally, he went into the um, doctors and he was going to wait for me because we were going to go and discuss mm-hmm. um, the next plan of mm-hmm. action. And so I, ha- I had taken the kids to school and I came home because I was in my pajamas, you know, being a mom. <laughs> and I'm like in my pajamas and my hair's up in a crazy ponytail. And I come home and I put my clothes on and I'm sitting on the bed putting my shoes on. And getting ready to go over to meet up with him and the phone rings. And, um, I was like, okay, so I answered the phone and it's my husband and his voice is shaking. And he told me that the facts from his MRI had been buried for three and a half weeks and they just found it and they called him in early to the doctors. Oh boy. That he has a golf ball sized brain tumor and that wow. it's cancer. Wow. And I was standing exactly where I was in August Mm. when God told me to be strong for Scott. For Scott. Mm -hmm. Can you even believe that? Yeah. So God was preparing you, right? This was going to be a need to be strong for Scott time. Yeah. 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 Wow. It was, I I knew, I knew God was, and I knew he was preparing me. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I had another weird thing happen to me before all this happened. I was coming home from work in my car and I remember, so where we were stationed, we would get a lot of tornado warnings mm-hmm. and a few tornadoes that would touch down, you mm-hmm. know, and I remember coming home into our neighborhood and turning and I felt like the calm before the storm, like right. the tornado was mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, is, it wasn't in the physical. Right. It was in the spiritual sense. Right. Sure. A and huge I, storm is coming. A huge tornado is coming. Yes, that's exactly. I've got you right in the middle. I've got you right in the middle. And that yeah. happened before I heard to be strong for Scott. Mm. So it was just little by little. He was, he was just taking you. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did it pan out? How did things roll out? Well, <clears throat> We ended up, um, he went in for surgery. They took it out, <clears throat> the cancer. Um, he was in remission. They gave him 54 months, um, you know, of life. <clears throat> and we were praying and believing. And the, it's just looking back. I just, I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> I am not, <clears throat> I don't know. I was, the strength I had and to function and walk through this mm-hmm. was not of my own <laughs> at all because we ended up moving. <clears throat> he was doing great as in mm-hmm. he was up behind our boat, slalom mm-hmm. skiing mm-hmm. Um, that summer. He was in remission. Right. <clears throat> and God had given us some good time with him nice. because nice. yeah, he was, we ended up moving back to Utah and to go to the Huntsman Center. Mm-hmm. And um, we ended up, 
oh gosh, he was going to work. And I remember um, he started having seizures. Mm. (laughs) It was so hard. And And they're scary. Seizures are scary, particularly when they're grandma seizures. Yeah. It was very, very traumatic. And my, my two, my children, you know, they were there and mm-hmm. they were, they would help me. And the thing is here is during that time, we bought a house and he was, um, fixing up, redoing the basement. Mm-hmm. And, um, his first seizure he had was downstairs and there was a concrete floor. And I heard something and I ran and I told my son to go, there's saws down there Yikes! and he's, he's thrashing around and it's very scary, very scary. And how did the Lord help you through that? Because there's people that are listening that, you know, they're going through really scary things. And how do I, how do I navigate? So, so I pretty much. I felt God's peace. Mm-hmm. I felt God's peace the whole time. Right. I had, I kept saying out loud, God, you've prepared me for all of this. Mm-hmm. And I know he showed me these things gradually along the way mm-hmm. to show me that he is with me. Right. But he'll never leave or forsake me. Mm-hmm. And he never had through my life. Yeah. So I had this constant faith that he was with me. And he would strengthen me mm-hmm. and I would get through. Mm-hmm. I just knew I would. Um, I knew it was not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. I was, I was scared. Yeah. So this is I good did. for people to know is that you had this peace and then there are times when you're scared, but yeah, Jesus, you're with me. You're strengthening me. You're bringing me through this, but there's times I'm scared. So it's okay to be scared. Yes. But even as you're going through, because when you're connecting way deep inside, like there's a peace, like there's God, you're with me. I don't know why this is happening or how to get, but you're there. And that's what people need to know, because if it's not a health scare, it's a war. (laughs) It's a, right? It's any scare. Right. Fear is fear. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just because it has a different label it's mm-hmm. or whatever it is still fear yeah exactly and it can still paralyze you yes and make you shake because i did do that mm-hmm. i'm going to go back real quick i remember the night after his surgery i was shaken to the core um mm-hmm. i have to tell you what happened coming home from the hospital after his first surgery mm-hmm. um i was coming home driving home and it, before that he did real well he pulled through the surgery the nurse was saying these are really hard Brain cancers, usually they never make it through. Right. As in, as in life, they end up passing. Right. So I was so at peace, but hearing that Mm -hmm. all the way home, I was just driving my car. Right. And I remember getting home and my teeth were chattering the whole way. Like, and you're you're cold. And very lonely. Yeah. Uh Very alone. Mm -hmm. I get home and I remember my mom calling because she couldn't make it up. Mm-hmm. But my other dad and my my stepmom and Scott's side family were able to fly in, and mm-hmm. I remember my mom calling me. And um, this is amazing. Um, she called me, and I she started praying over me. I I was just like doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and just so terrified because you are realizing your reality. This is your reality. It's like. Bam, it just hit Your husband mm-hmm. is no longer 
like he's normally strong mm-hmm. for you. Right, and right. You're kind of, it's just no longer there. It's mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. And my mom started praying for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I saw? <laughs> I see things. Yeah. Yeah, he's I saw, connecting in the spirit, visually. Yes. Uh-huh. It was so amazing because her prayer was just from the heart. And just, it wasn't, it was just genuine asking God, right? Yeah. For peace. Right. I saw Jesus out on the water. Mm. And I saw, I hear peace be still. Mm. And I saw a picture, a big um, clay picture, mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. A being poured picture. over mm-hmm. me. Oh. And I felt this um, tranquility mm. from the, starting from Just the top of my head down. Oh. all the way to my feet. And I quit. And I was so shocked. That I was right. feeling this because mm-hmm. I was doing this nonstop. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows that when you have your face in this, right. you can't push. You, right. It's just, it's involuntary. Right. Right. You can't right. push. Your, your whole body is traumatized. Your emotions are traumatized. It's in your core. Yeah. And this is how we can minister to one another to help us connect with that peace that transcends it. Yes. And it was pouring through just very innocent, probably uncomplicated prayers of your mom. Oh, it was so, it was nothing of my doing. It was all Jesus. It was all God. It was all the Holy Spirit. It was all, it was him pouring his peace over me as his precious daughter. Him coming to me. Mm-hmm. reassuring me that he's with me and everything was going to be okay. And when I say everything's going to be okay, it doesn't mean that it's going to turn out exactly the way you want it. Yeah. Because, because your husband did pass. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. And it was, it was really rough. It was hard on me and the kids. And mm-hmm. I took care of him for six months, diapers. He just mm-hmm. couldn't function. He got worse right. and worse seizures. Right. right. And, right. That was a very, very hard time to walk through. Mm-hmm. And my kids walked through it. And mm-hmm. looking back, I remember, I remember the last time ever talking to him. It was, um, I would call 911 every time he would have a seizure because mm-hmm. he would thrash out of the bed at night right. onto the floor. Wow. And his, um, neurologist, mm-hmm. you know, she said she couldn't see him anymore. There's no more. Right. They're, they they basically said, we have nothing left to offer. And so it was you and Jesus at yes. this point. And he yes. had like, he did stereotactic, stereotactic, is it stereotactic? Stereotactic. Radi- mm-hmm. um, the laser radiation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Where they screwed, mm-hmm. literally screwed bolts. Yes. Into his skull. Mm-hmm. And he told me after that, mm-hmm. I had to leave the room. It was so painful. Right. And he told me he would, he'll never do that again. Right. It was so painful. Right. Wow. And he went through chemotherapy, just everything. And just to walk. Really a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was awful. And to see him suffer, it was mm-hmm. not fun. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. Mm-hmm. So but what do you do? You have to just keep going one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, a, I remember seeing Gray. Mm-hmm. The time he was, went into the hospital mm-hmm. for seven weeks mm-hmm. in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw Gray. And I didn't see color until, oh my goodness, probably eight years after seven. It took me a while. Mm-hmm. Seven years, six years after, I was just not. You were, you were really traumatized um, and and all of that. And I think one of the things to help people, because sometimes for whatever reason, like God is our healer. 
He promises healing and sometimes it just doesn't work out for whatever reason. And you can spend a lot of agony trying to figure out why didn't it work? Why didn't I? Was it not my faith? Did I not believe all that stuff? And it's really just not a good idea to go there. But there's something in that, that there's something transcendent that not only got you through and understanding that you are in this horrendous place and you have so much more testimony. Um, uh, um, and I'm kind of switching things a little bit because we're not, there's no way we can get to all of your testimony, but I, I feel like the Lord wants to use some of this to help people that are, you know, have had some experiences that, you know what, maybe it didn't turn out well. And then is there life after that? How can I trust again? How can I love again? How can my life Number one, how can I survive the onslaught? And then how can I recover from the onslaught? And you, and you said for seven years, your life was gray, right? Mm -hmm. But then there was color. And I feel like there's something in that with just this portion of your testimony, because we have a lot more testimony. And now let me just say you're remarried, uh, you, your husband, oh my gosh, it's a dream. You've got such gorgeous things in your life. God has redeemed so many things. So there is such a happy thing. Um, and, and, uh, and, you know, we can probably just do another interview to help, help people kind of catch up with this other parts. Cause there are other, actually other tragedies. You've been through some stuff. Um, but I felt like the Lord, with the anointing that's present, with this anointing of peace in the midst that's present, even when things may not temporarily, like, because after all, this is all temporary anyway, okay? Yes. Work out, okay? Um, but there's something in it. And then there's the ability, the anointing, not only to have you peaceful and strengthened to go through and in the place where there's gray you said seven years then, wow, color came into my life. And I, yeah, and I feel, Jill, if, let's transition a little bit to help minister to people a little bit. Yes, um, yes. If you wouldn't mind praying, and I can tag team with you as you need it, for people who are needing peace in just horrible trials. I hear people's stories and I'm like, that is amazing you're not postal, right? That is amazing you're surviving that or survive that. And then also just for the hope to blossom that I may just be seeing gray, but there's color and there's restoration. And I feel like he's wanting us to kind of switch a little bit to release that with even this little bit of your testimony, because you have so much. Um, Would you be willing to pray over there's someone out there that really needs this and they need it through you? Definitely. Mm. Oh, dear, dear Father God, we just love you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are so faithful. Um, we thank you, God, that you go beyond the realm of what any of us could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And you go to the depths mm-hmm. of our hurt and our pain and our brokenness. Mm-hmm. It's whoever shattered on the ground and completely lost and in despair. And we just trust you, God. I ask you. I want to ask you, Lord, just to pour into those right now that are in that place to where they just want to give up. And they can't even put one foot in front of the other because it's so painful, God. Or it's just they don't have the strength within them. 
But God, you know what? The Bible, it does say that when we're weak, you are strong. And God, I just trust you now that you're pouring strength and hope and you're with your Holy Spirit into the ones right now that are walking a walk of despair and just brokenness and complete disaster. And I ask you, Lord, that you would fill them up with your hope and let them feel you tangible hug and just love on them, Jesus. And I just thank you, God, that you are the God that brings beauty for ashes. I thank you, God, that you, there is nothing too little or too big for you to handle. This is why you are God, Father, and you go beyond any, any thought or realm that we could ever even imagine. You can flip it all upside down and make it beautiful again. And this is what you've done for me. And I just ask you, God, right now, to whoever's hurting out there right now, whether it be from divorce, loss, death, drugs, alcohol, addiction, rejection, God, I just pray that you would just pour out your your Holy Spirit over them and just love on them, love on their hearts. Lord, let them know that you see them, that they matter. You created them for beauty and that you just give them faith to trust in you, to walk in you. And I just thank you right now that you bring hope and bring help to them now to mentor to them and to to love on them. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Papa, just release your peace. Release your hope that the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. And I just thank you that even with the prophetic word that's gone forth uh, from your beautiful daughter, Jill, in walking through these dark places and the redemptive work that you've done that we didn't fully uh, get a chance to talk to talk about, but just how you've journeyed and that intimate thing that strengthens and that ability to release peace and that ability to redeem and restore the impossible things. And I thank you that you are the Lord of the impossible and that hope is arising that just because people's lives are gray now, just because it shouldn't have happened, what shouldn't have happened did happen or what, what should have happened didn't happen, that the story's not finished and that you are championing your children and that we don't have to spin out in trying to figure out why and who's to blame and what's to blame, but that you have a healing balm for their hearts, that there is a redemption that goes way, way past the loss, that there is a beauty that is exquisite, that is way past the ugliness of the things that have beset them and that there's hope and that it's, it's, it's eternal hope and it springs forth because your love has been shed abroad and there's nothing greater than love because love never fails. And so I just thank you for ministering to their hearts. Thank you, Father, for ministering to their hearts. And I, I just see just prophetically, um, I'm just seeing, I don't, I don't know why I'm seeing this particular picture, but I'm sure it's for somebody or more than one. But uh, I, I just see their mothers out there and their childrens are walking astray. Either they don't know God um, or they know God, but they're maybe they're on drugs, they're alcohol. I know you have testimony of that. Um, they're, um, they're just in horrible relationships. They're just confused. They're in bondage, whatever that is. And I'm just seeing uh, there's just this assurance 
that the Lord has them. And I see, I see Jesus and it's like, yes, they're walking away from him, but he's just got his hand on them. Uh, And father, and I just speak that hand forth that, that he's hemming Mm -hmm. in your children from behind and before, and he's awakening them to their children, your spouses, your loved ones, that they're awakening to the reality of who you are, even in the midst of ugly things, even in the midst of things that honestly are not your will, but they happen. Um, and we just thank you, father, that you get to transcend that and that you are chasing down those, those people, uh, you're chasing down us and our places where we wander off and we get confused (laughs) and we get rebellious and we want to do it our way and all of that, that you're wild about your kids (laughs) and the tragedies don't mean that you're not wild about us. It means we do live in a fallen world and Mm -hmm. that you are there to redeem and restore beauty for ashes And I feel like there's a revelation that he's wanting to give you in the areas of your losses, um, that there's something greater than that's not the end of the story. And I thank you, Father, for causing us to transcend. I thank you for the beauty of Jill's testimony. I know there's more. She has so much more in her. Uh, So we're going to have to do another program. (laughs) But I thank you, Father, uh, for what you're doing to help uh, just even release that, even when we haven't really gotten to the good fun part yet. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I do have one thing I could say. Yes, yes, you do. If I have a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, This will help and encourage um, those who are walking through struggle right now. In, okay, if God, if I would have never walked, I thought I knew, I did know the Lord, okay? Right. Before this happened, I never, ever knew him in the way I do now. Oh, honey. Okay? Yeah. That right there, he showed me as you were praying. I needed to speak this because yes. I have now gone so deep with God because mm-hmm. I had nothing. Yeah. I was on the ground, shattered into pieces. Yes. And God told me I couldn't put it back together. He was the one. And I have had to allow him to do it. It's just because what I think was how it was supposed to look. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't mean God has forgotten you or me. Mm -hmm. Because God has a plan Mm -hmm. and he will turn it all around. None of this is in vain. Mm -hmm. And he will turn it all around for your glory. And that's what he's done with me. And I just, I had to share that because I will not be shaken in a storm. When a storm comes. I used to get shaken Ooh, and yeah. I used to get scared mm-hmm. even when I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Oh, not now. Mm-hmm. No, because God is my rock right. and he has been my rock mm-hmm. and my solid foundation. And I know him in a deep way, Absolutely. a very profound way right. that I never would have known if I had not walked through all that loss. Absolutely. And he, he has was, shown up. Yes. He's, he's a good up. guy. Faithful. And yes. he's faithful. And so you draw upon that the rest of your life. And then he yes. gives you the beauty for ashes on top yes. of that. So yes. you get everything. I, you know, there's things that you look <laughs> back and you're like, there's no way. I love the fact, like, she's got a toilet paper roll. It's so perfect. Oh my gosh. You gotta love it. Like, I get the right. sniffles. <laughs> right. I, absolutely. Um, but you know, I, I, the thing is, is, is that, is that the beauty that he does bring, it also comes forth. He makes it okay where it should never have been okay, but you exactly. are okay. You are yes. at peace. He's healed your heart. With I'm it, more than okay. Right. And you're upgraded. He's- Yes. Yes. He's given me a new husband. Yes. And he's pulled us out of a lot of more things that. Oh my goodness. For my children, both the, the next time around. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Part two. God is yes, really sequel. <laughs> yeah. And and I just want to tell whoever's watching that yeah. he sees you, and he has not forgotten you. Yeah. 
in your mess because it is through that mess that he will make it beautiful. It doesn't matter what, nothing's impossible. He will flip it all around to continue walking by faith and not by sight because he's got you. He does. He's a master flipper. He is masterful. Really. He's like a house flipper. Yes. He makes an ugly house right. into a beautiful house. You know, yes. and you can sell yes. it. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. Oh my goodness. Well, Jill, I love you. Um, how can people connect with you? I know you're kind of in the process of, of kind of starting your own ministry. You've been doing ministry all along, but kind of ministry huh? capital M or right? whatever. Um, how can they find you? Are you on social media? Um, I am on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a website yet. Mm-hmm. It's in the process for making one. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but they can connect with me if they want to inbox me, friend me. Um, Jill Barker is mm-hmm. my, my name. And, um, I would love to, if you inbox me or I'll friend, be friends, send me a friend request. Mm-hmm. I will pray with you. Yeah. If you're going through something that's yeah. hard or whatever, difficult, I'll pray with you. I'll help you. I'll bring encouragement and God's hope into your life. I'll try to. <laughs> yes. Well, you're amazing at that. I know that you have so much more. So um, let's just plan to have another. Um, I knew we'd probably need a second one anyway because there's so much. But yes. I wanted someone, if they just got the first one, they kind of get it, some real nuggets. Go find Jill on Facebook, Jill Barker. And uh, um, thank you so much for sharing. Thank You're you totally so gorgeous. Much. I love you so much. I love you. And we will do a part two. You're precious. Oh, well. You're such a blessing, <laughs> like a godsend to me. You're just Yay. adorable. Well, how do you like the win-win? This is such a Jesus thing, right? <laughs> I know. He brings friends in that are true friends, that are loving and encouraging, and they build each other up. And oh, my gosh, I need that. So, Yay. You. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't yes, we all? us women, we need awesome. this. We do. And yes. men, we all need it. It's to a person. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jill. We'll set up another time. Okay. And, and thank you so much, Catherine. You are so welcome. And everybody, I love you. I love you. And everybody, share this with someone who needs it. Someone needs this story. Someone needs this hope. Someone needs this prayer. Yes. Um, someone needs to connect with Jill. Absolutely. Yes. And Come find me. I'm yes. in Colorado. So look me up. Yes. Perfect. Awesome. I'll I'll put your Facebook uh, information in the notes. So thank you. Yes. All right, everybody. Love you. Thank you for joining. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.